spoke in the last year of the Nefesh Achayim, where he explains the three-step process of how a person sees, and that relates to Hashem's Maisim, what Hashem does, and then Hashem hears, or Hashem, a person hears what Hashem says, and lastly, a person can understand what Hashem wants him to understand. And we saw that tefillah is meant to be a process which goes from Mesa to Dibur to Mashava, which goes from Nefesh to Ruach to Neshama. And all three get elevated through tefillah. How does that work? So the first amazing thing to point out is that that's the way the tefillah is constructed. The first section of tefillah is Pluka de Zimra. And the point of Pluka de Zimra is to look at the world around us. To notice Re'eyes Maisei Hashem. To notice, to look, to see what Hashem created. The stars, the heavens, the plants, the animals. That's all the Mizmere Tehillim which make up Sukkot Hazimah. That's noticing Hashem's actions. That's seeing the world of Asiyah. The second point of Tefillah is Kriyashul. To listen to what Hashem says. Shema Yisrael. Listen to Yisrael. Hashem is speaking to you. That's the second stage. And the last stage is when the person is standing in front of Hashem in Shmana Esrei or Levava Yavi. A person has to understand. He keeps his eyes closed. His mind is focused. He's not listening. He's not here. He's not seeing. But he's understanding. Understanding the fact that he's over with Hashem. And therefore, the progression of Tefillah itself follows the, this three-stage process of seeing, hearing, feeling. But there's more than that, because this is meant something a person is meant to work on combining during Tefillah. It's not just the order of the Tefillah which is given to us. In the words of Nefesh Shachayim beforehand, he spoke about the Ovid Hashem, who knows how to combine these things. So I'll read the words again. And he says that for somebody who's someone who's a real Ovid Hashem with the correct intention his Kavana is the Dabek Yachad but to combine the three stages of Nefesh and Ruch and Neshama and therefore, when a person expresses a word of tefillah with his mouth, and the word is the oisius, which is the, the, the action, so to speak, the creation of the word, its vowels, which is a speech, its time, which is its understanding, the person's intention is to combine these three things together, but that's also in himself. His nefesh to his ruch, his ruch to the neshama. Now, on a simple level first, how does one do that? What's the Torah libo that a person needs to combine these three steps? So the understanding is like this. Tzvila starts from the point of there's something somebody wants. I have a need, and I'm turning to Hashem to fulfill that need. And therefore, the first step of Tzvila is the re'ir. I see what I need, I see what I'm lacking, I see what I want. That could be something like refer, 
it could be something like a Yeshua, it could be something like Kibbutz Kolius, it could be something like a person who wants to know more Torah. But first is the awareness that I'm something that I want, something that I'm missing and something that I'm going to ask Hashem for. That's the stage of the nefesh. What a person wants is rooted in the nefesh. Like you bring in the pasuk, which means retainchem, that what a person wants, that's coming from a person's nefesh. It's also the same thing, that the person only wants what he sees. Therefore, the first step of Twitter is focusing on the want. Focusing on what I see that I'm going to request. Now, the second stage of Twitter is converting that, re- that desire that I have, or that need that I need, that needs to be met or fulfilled, into Dibur, into speech. And I have to express that. And I have to turn to Hashem and ask Him to, to provide it. And that's when something which was originally the begetter of a maise, something which is an object, I bring it to the stage of Dibur. I'm requesting a college prophet to give it to me. And what's the last stage? And how that becomes a machshava. So this is what he calls Tara Libra. Tara Libra means why does the person want it? Why am I asking for it? It could be I'm asking for it because it will fulfill a physical fiber. It will fulfill an emotional, so to speak, middle. If I'm talking about food, then the reason I could be asking for food is because I'm hungry, I want to eat. Or I enjoy the taste. If I'm asking for COVID, I'm asking for something, a success, it's because I want the recognition. I want the honor. I want the stature. Those aren't necessarily good reasons for what a person is asking for, but nevertheless, it's still a filler because if a person needs something, he's allowed to ask for it. That's not combining the nefesh and the ruach to the neshama. That's leaving filler of this level of the nefesh and the ruach, which means what a person wants and what he's asking for. The way to bring this to the high level of a person's neshama is the terrible, which means the reason why he's asking for it, the reason why he wants it in the first place, is because it's going to bring him closer to Hashem. And therefore, I'm combining the request for something physical with the ruchnius that it's going to give me. Yes, I'm asking for money, but it's because I need money to, to pay my children's tuition so they can learn Torah. I might be asking for something physical, but I need that physical thing as the way to serve Hashem. And therefore, the stages of Tfilah are more complete and it's not just a combination of what a person sees that they need or missing and what they want with the ability to verbalize that and request Hashem to provide it it goes to the level of the Neshama too and the level of the Neshama is that there's a reason why this is going to bring me closer to Hashem there's a reason why if Hashem fulfills this request it's going to bring me to a higher level but that's the favor of Hashem. That when He asks for something, it's through the lens, through the perspective of my Avodah Hashem. That's the first step that the next Shemayim talks about, which is already a high step. In truth, it's already a tefillah, even if a person just asks for something he wants, because he wants it. If I enjoy the taste of a steak and I ask Hashem, please provide me a steak, that's also a tefillah. It might not be a tefillah on a high level, but it's also a tefillah. 
But a tefillah which is at a higher level is a tefillah which combines what the person wants with the underlying reason, and that is the reason why I want this is because it's going to improve in some way in my way So that's what he calls the over the But the emiss is is a level higher than that too. And that's what we're going to learn about in the new parak. In parak design. And then he introduces that and he says, if they are over there, they can be kedusha. For a person, not just an over the shem, I shouldn't say just. That's really a big madrager. But a person who is on a higher level, he's an over the shem Then there's a bechila yosef practice. There's another level which he can work on combining to his tefillah as well. We spoke about the highest level of a person's neshama. There's something above that. It's called the Shorish HaNesham, the source of his neshama. Or, in the words of the Zayah, he nishmusah the nishmusah, the neshama of the neshama, can discover Zayah. And the name for that is Chaya. We're talking about the five levels of neshama, the Kabbalah teaches us there's nefesh and there's ruach, there's neshama, and above it is the Chaya. What's the concept of a Chaya? The Chaya literally means life. And that's the Yisrael of Chaya. The Yisrael of Chaya is the source of life. Source of life. Because this Baruch will create something which is a source of life. And now, when an individual attaches to that, so then they're given a connection to that source of life, so they live too. But it's only because a person is connected to that Chaya, to that source of life. And when a person dies, it means they're disconnected from the source of life because the Chaya can never die. It's something which intrinsically is, is the concept of life Hashem has created that entities besides Him can have. And therefore, it's a starting point. And every individual in human being, as long as he's alive, has a connection in some way, maybe somewhat tenuous, but in some way to that Chaya, to that source of life. And that's where, they, that's where their Shorish, where the source of the, the life that they have comes from. That's what's called the Chaya. Now, if you're going to explore this, he tells us, for other Mishnah is Sega. Other Mishnah as an individual connected to this Chaya. And the reason for that is, is because since other Mishnah was the only person, then if that's the case, the Chaya, which means the life Hashem has created for people, wasn't split between many individuals. And it couldn't be taken away from one person to give another. There was only Adam. And if there was only Adam, it means Adam as an, an, an individual had a connection to them. And therefore, Adam as an individual was going to live forever. Because since he was the only human being, so he made it, the connection to the Chaya was something which was a part of him. So to speak, human life was Adam Arishan. If that's the case, it should have been forever. Because this concept of the life Hashem creates would have only found its expression in Adam himself. And therefore, he brings from the Arizal, so Adam Harishan Zakhar of Khanaschai Yechida, Hamitim Mukhaima Ikri. And because of that, he would have, he was some the 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 life of Adam Arishan for the faith was something which was meant to last forever. Just like this concept of Chaya, which means the life force Hashem has created, something which lasts forever. 
And therefore he says, Nefesh Chaim is the Ikka Kavanasam, Shadashim Apostle Taitsa Aris Nefesh Chaim. The world which produces a Nefesh which is connected to a Chaim. Nefesh is the lowest level, but it's going to be alive, this Nefesh, because it has a connection, even though there are a number of stages which make up that connection, but it has an connection to the concept of the Chaim. And on that uh, they say, I feel the Nefesh of Adam Arishan. Even the nefesh of Adam Rishon was connected to the Chayel. That's where Adam's life came from. And I feel the nefesh of Mashiach. The nefesh of Mashiach as well. What he means by that is, is that after Adam Rishon lost his connection to that level, so now that you saw that cherish of chiyus, of life which has to be and always will be, is now the province of Taishal collectively. Which is why it says that Taishal that will always exist. Because Taishal now collectively are connected to that Chayel. Not an individual, but the entire Jewish nation. Of course, the Jewish nation is made up of individuals. But the, the, the connection of each individual is because each Neshama, which means every Jew, is connected to the Chayel. For as long as that person lives. But the Sharish of the Chaya is connected to Klai Yisrael. And therefore Klai Yisrael will always live. Every door will have different individuals who are alive, but Klai Yisrael as an entity will always survive. That's the sort of Knesset Yisrael which is the Chaya. Which means this, the Sharish of life is now something which Klai Yisrael collectively are connected to, the other nations are not. They might live, they might become extinct and be destroyed. Because their connection to Chiyos is only for as long as Hashem wants to give it to them. But it's not a level that they've, so to speak, intrinsically bound to. That's the story of the Chaya. The truth is, there's a higher concept of this Chaya too. And that's what we talk about Chaya Oyelam Abba. Or we talk about that anyone who's davik to Hashem is Atem Advekim Hashem Elakeichem Chaim Kulchem Hayom. That's on a higher level. If you're talking about on the level as it's manifest here, so then the concept of the Chaya is the concept of everlasting life in this world. And even though no individual has it today, since the time of admiration, the clients shall collectively have that connection. Now, he brings the number of Zahras who say this idea, Ma'ayim Bazar and Shmuel, and Shlach, and other places, on the Pasuk Tetz, Aris Nefesh Chayel, if you see there's this level called the Chayel, of the source of life, saying on the Pasuk, it's called Nefesh Chayel, and uh, he brings Ramban, who's Muramis, to the same idea, that's why he says that's why Adam was meant to live forever because he had a connection to this side of Chiyos which is the Chayo and as the only person then so he had a direct connection to that as an individual when his sin was taken away from him and as a result of that it was Shaykh after that he was going to die Israel and Hasinai, as we know, they got to the stage where they were able to rectify the sin of Adam, and therefore Klai Yisrael collectively got back to that level of association with the Chayyim. And Yemaitz Elokim Atem. And at that stage of Matan Torah, there was a possibility of Klai Yisrael going back to the level that they wouldn't have to die as individuals. And even though at the Chayta Eagle they lost that level on an individual basis, but Klai Yisrael collectively still has it, which is why, like we said previously, Klai Yisrael as an entity will connect to the Chai and won't die. It says, 
after the time of other mission, no individual was zeichel completely to this level. Even though there were, we're going to see two individuals who managed to touch it. The chanoich kishigira does the madrego. The yarish marasa shal mission chanoich. All we told about him is he was taken from this world at a young age. Rashi explains that because Hashem was worried he was going to get influenced by the Rishon of his then generation, and that's why Hashem took him away before that could happen. It's a, a bit of a less positive view of Chanech. But the way the Zohar explains it, what Nevesh Chaim is telling us here also, is that Chanech was left this world because he got to a stage where he couldn't be in this world anymore. And why not? So he says, Chanech was Yerush Marosh Rosh He managed to, in some way, return to the level Admiration has. And that explains from the Zohar and Arizal, a number of places. And therefore, the world couldn't keep him anymore because this world is a world in which people aren't firmly attached to this level of Chaya. They live for as long as they're meant to live and then they die. Whereas somebody who achieves a high level of attachment to the Chaya, so then they, they can't, they can't dis- disconnect from it and they can't exist in this world. And therefore, Chanech went alive to Shemaim. And the second person who also managed to touch this level is Eliyahu Anobi. When Eliyahu touched in some small way a connection to the Sechaya, the same thing, he was taken away from this world alive. Because the Yisrael is the same Yisrael, and that is a person who is to this level is going to live forever. The level of Chaya is eternal life. And if a person is to in some way in this world, so they're not going to die in this world either. They're going to have to continue to live, so to speak. Except this world doesn't then provide the setting for them to live eternally in, which is why they're going to leave this world still alive. That's the level, of, or that's the concept of the idea of the Chaya. And that's what he brings from another Zayar, talking about Leo this time. The world can't hold you with other people. Other people are on the level where they're going to live because they're temporarily connected to the Chaya and then die. Whereas if you've got to the level where you have a more firm and ongoing connection to this level called Chaya, so then you're going to, you can't live in the world which is a finite world. And that's why you also went up to Shemaim while you're still alive. That's the idea of the, of the principle of the Chaya. It's the Shorish where all the Nishamas are connected to. And therefore we spoke about a person's connection from his Nefesh to his Ruch to the Nishama. That's all an individual strand. But all those Nishamas connect to the central, so to speak, source of uh, we call it the Shorish of the Nishama. Or let's call it the collective Nishama of Kai Israel. That's called the Chayat. Now, that's on a global level. If we're meant to be thinking about this in Tfilah, so how does a person identify where this Chaya is? What this Chaya is? So the Nefesh Chaim explains to us, well, it's not a person's thoughts, the thoughts are his Nishama level, but it's the Shorish of the thoughts. person's Machshava is when he focuses on thinking about a specific idea, that's what Bechinus Nishama, Bechinus Nishmas Shakai Divinem. The Shama is what brings a person to understanding, but when he focuses on thinking about something. Which means, then what a person achieves is by the focus of his own thoughts. 
That's his nefesh. That's his neshama But the source from where the machshava comes from, it's completely hidden. Even the person himself doesn't know where it's coming from. That's the high level. The shoresh is neshama. What does this mean? So let's explain. Sometimes a person is trying to understand something. So it's logical progression. One plus one is two. Two plus one is three. Each stage, if I will think about it, focus on what I'm doing, brings me to the logical conclusion, which provides the next stage. And therefore, by thinking about what's in the answer to the question, what's the formula to use, how do I work it out? So I'm going to be able to advance my knowledge. I'm not talking about mathematics necessarily. I just use that as the marshal. I'm talking about that. So I have to try and understand what halacha is in certain cases. So I'm going to clarify the underpinnings of the halacha how each one applies, what their opinions are, how they'll be modified in the case I'm talking about, and therefore it's logical progression I can work with to understand. That kind of understanding comes from a person's neshama, which means the thoughts that he can activate, the ideas which come to him when he focuses on understanding them. But there's a stage beyond that too. Sometimes a person has a question, and he goes back and he looks it up, and he researches the topic, and he thinks about it, and he's stuck. He doesn't know what the way forward is. It isn't like he has to work it out or understand it better. There's a point of understanding that that's hidden from him. So you'll think about it and you'll grapple with it. And you won't be able to come up with an answer. And then what happens is, it's a certain kind of bolt of lightning. Suddenly the answer occurs to him. And after the we'll go back and think, one second. Where did this answer come from? What was my thought process which brought me to the answer? If he thinks about it honestly enough, he'll come to the understanding there was no thought process which brought me to the answer. I was missing the information. I was missing the connecting points. And it occurred to me without my having an explanation of how. That's what he's talking about. When he talks about a machshava which doesn't come, mikoyach, the person's thinking. It's not focused thought which can bring to an answer. It's something which comes from a mock which is Tomir Vinela, a place which is hidden, a place which a person doesn't have the, the access to, to be able to explain how they came to that understanding, or how they were Bechadish that Kiddush, or how they arrived at that realization. But it's a, a point deeper than a person's active Mahshava, and that's what we call the Shoresh of the Mahshava, which is something which a person is there to as a result of their efforts. Not because they had a way to get there. And we know the rule in the famous quote of the, of the Gemara, If the person says, I worked hard and I found the solution, you believe me. Talking about Torah. And I might ask the question, Matsasa is the wrong word to use. Matsasa means you found something. It's like, you know, without expecting it, I'm walking in the street and I find the lost wallet. That's the mitzvah. If it's a question of I worked hard and I understood, or I answered my question, then I should say, I worked hard and I understood. I worked hard and I became a chacham. Why your gatu mitzvah? A mitzvah is something a person finds without expecting to. So why is that the term used here for understanding in Torah? And the answer to the question is, it's not a question. That's the answer. We're talking about the level 
which a person can't explain how he got to that answer. There wasn't a logical sequence he followed which brought him to there. It occurred to him. It was a metzir. It was something he found. By chance. Not by chance, obviously by Hashem. But from his point of view, without expecting it to happen. What we call the He'ara from the Shavish of the Rishon. And why does a person zeichet to that? Because you got it. When a person tries hard enough to understand, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings the answer to him. And the same thing, if you're talking about Chachma, which is this level, it says, It comes from nothing, it comes from nowhere. A person can't see where the idea came from, where the wisdom emanated from. It's Tommy Vrnelam, it's hidden from them. That's the level of a person's connection to what we call the Shosh of Yisrael. Which means something which is beyond a person's Hasaga. The amount a person can understand is his neshama, and that with difficulty. But what's higher than that is beyond the person's ability to understand, and therefore it comes from a point of what we call shorish neshama. It comes from this higher level which a person can't understand, but he knows that it's there. And therefore things which come from this awareness are rooted in the chaya. It's not something which a person can think about and I come to a logical conclusion that it's true. It's something that is, is existentially true. It's coming from a level beyond understanding, but nevertheless it's right. For example, the fact that a person knows that they're alive. If they have to go to the root of the philosophers to try and prove that they're alive, logically, they're never going to do a good job of it. But no one doubts the fact. It's not up for discussion. It's not a question which I'm puzzled about. I know that I'm alive. That knowledge is a connection to the Chaya. Like we said at the beginning, the Chaya is the source of life. And as long as a person has a connection to it, he's alive too. And he knows it without understanding how. He knows it without understanding what it is. He knows it. That's a, that's a knowledge which comes from the Sharish Nisham. That's a knowledge which comes from a connection to the Chaya. And being this a point which is above my understanding, so I don't have to understand it. It doesn't in any way lessen the knowledge or the clarity that I have about it. This is an aside. This lesson, this level exists in Emunah as well. There's a level of Emunah that a person can understand Emunah. Can understand why it's true and why there has to be a bar and why the bar is in charge and why we have to listen to him and how he knows what we're doing. And it's true and it's good and it's a level of Imuna which is a great level. But there's a level of, uh, higher than that also. And that is, that is something I, I know is a Matthias which is true. Not because I can't explain it, but because it's more true than that. The, no, the fact that I know it's true is not just because I can explain why it's like it. And not just because I can prove it. It's because just like I can prove I'm alive doesn't give the same depth of feeling as the fact that I know I'm not alive. It's the same thing as the level of Imuna too, which comes from the Cherish Neshama, which is more than the sum total of the proofs and explanations. The explanations and proofs are true and they're good. But the awareness of Imuna, the connection to Hashem, the cognizance always that Hashem is in charge and watching me and running the world, are beyond the proofs that I can explain why it's like that. So to speak, it's more true than just what can be proved. That's what we call a connection to the same level of high. 
which connects to a level which is higher than the others, what we call the Sharish Neshama, which means the, side, the, the source of Chiyos. And there were those people who had a direct connection to that, and there were those, most of us, who our connection is only through the fact that we're part of Klai Yisrael, because Klai Yisrael is connected to it. But nevertheless, what we can gain, so to speak, in understanding, if it's Mutsasa, or it's a person's awareness of themselves, which is above the level of the needs to be proved logically, that's where this level of higher filters down to the individual. I'm just going to explain next time by Hashem, is how this too can be used as a part of our tefillah, which means we're not just elevating our tefillah from what we see to what we ask for to what we feel can walk to Hashem, is that last stage also, when the person is over the Hashem and that is how to attach his tefillah to this level of the Chaya as well.